This week's book, as it says in the title, is The Berenstain Bears Sick Days. And I was going to do a little exploration uh, as far as the history of actual sick days, like from a uh, from a labor standpoint. But that doesn't really come into play in this book. This isn't a book about people holding down office jobs or even people who have employers getting sick. This is about Mama and Papa, whose jobs are... I guess it's more of a freelance gig job. Like Papa has a business, but he is the only employee. And Mama does not have a like a paid job in this version of the universe. I don't. She, at one point, she owned a quilt store, but that doesn't seem to be part of her world anymore. So we are we're left with a story about sick days that doesn't actually involve people taking sick days. Uh, I mean, it, emotionally, it does. It's about people being sick, and it's about their day. But that's about it. So, uh, yes, the the book is The Berenstain Bears, Sick Days from 2009. This is a Jan and Mike Berenstain uh, joint, as the kids say when they're trying to be funny. Uh, Post-Stan. Uh, it's in that weird era still that we, we've investigated before where the where the illustrations are a little sketchier uh, a little more uh, you can you can see the you can see the cracks the seams uh the the coloring doesn't seem to quite go up to the quite go up to the edges uh in a lot of the illustrations and there's a boxy quality to it there's a the perspective is weird you can see a lot of like uh, like you you can detect the straight edge used to draw a lot of these a lot of these pictures and there's a weird heaviness to the outline on the characters uh, they almost feel at times uh, like coloring book-esque because they're such a bold, like just a solid line. It doesn't seem like it was done with a brush. I mean, I, I, I assume it was done with a brush, but it's a very just uniform thickness to the line. I'm getting very like nitpicky here with the cover, but that's, it's just something I know I've noticed with this era of books. Again, not a look that is repeated in the religious books from the same era, I don't know what's going on. I will have to ask somebody in the know at some point. But Spirit and Saber are sick. Also, the, this cover is weighted weird. Like, if you look at this, the layout, it's there's a lot of just sort of empty space beneath the title. The title is very small and, um, and kind of up in the like up in the corner. But there's a lot of like sort of empty empty space below it and to the like to the right of it. I, I don't I don't really know how to how else to put it. I'm not a layout person, although I've done it for money. I'm I'm not a layout person, but it it uh it, it's very it's very just weird. It's a very weird layout. Uh, and there is a uh, there is a third child featured prominently here on the uh, on the cover. Our third child, uh, Honey Bear, who actually comes into play in this book, not again as a character because being a toddler. She is she is a prop. She is less a character than a prop, and she will remain so for many years to come. Uh, but let's dive right in to the Berenstain Bears sick days. What will it teach us about being sick? What will it teach us about our days? When cubs get sick and stay home from school, more work for mama is the general rule. <laughs> And so we are we are we are knee deep into a mama bear tale. And going into this one, 
there is a balance that has to be struck. Uh, we all know that Mama Bear comes in for criticism at times for being a bit of a nitpicker, a bit of a finger wagger, uh, a bit of a, I will lord it over the rest of the family, how much more intelligent than they are I am. Uh, and that Papa Bear comes in for a lot of criticism for not really uh, contributing enough to the happiness of his family, for not being as much of a parent as Mama Bear is at times. Uh, so this book is this book is already trying, to, is going to have to thread a very, very narrow needle uh, without in order for Papa not to come across as a hapless buffoon and for Mama not to come across as a humorless scold. And uh, having read this book many times already, I can tell you, they actually thread that needle fairly well. Uh, unfortunately, they thread it by simply not giving them much of a character at all. Uh, this is another book of incident and not so much story. Things happen in this one. I'm not really sure how the Bear family feels about it because it's a, again, it's the 2009 era. They just sort of seem to be trying to get through the story and get books onto shelves. Uh, there's a lot of transitions going on in the Berenstain family, the death of Stan, uh, sort of the, the transitioning over into Mike being a, a bigger creative force into this. So uh, yeah, it's a weird book. Strangely, a favorite book of my children when they were very young. Uh, I think because we can all relate to sick days uh well let's find out what happens and how, how they deal with it um so th th this is a well we start off right off the bat with mama making breakfast for the cubs it's a school day and she takes her time to uh to to put raisins in the oatmeal making them smiley faces so mama has a has a bit of a routine and making oatmeal for her children in the morning is part of that now i don't know if you've ever woken up and made oatmeal for the family if you have congratulations you're a better parent than i am uh, I've done it. Uh, it's a process. So Mama's gotten up early. As you can see, the sun is still rising in the photo here. So Mama was up before the break of dawn. She was making oatmeal for the fam uh, and taking the time out to make smiley faces out of the raisins. That's a that's a step beyond parenting wise. Just you want your child to wake up and see a smiling face, even if it is a smiling face made of dried fruit. You want them to see that smiling face. So Brother Bear comes downstairs and he's groggy and uh, humorless. It's a school morning. He's not into it but sister doesn't follow mama's like we're sister he's like she's still in bed she's acting weird mama's like still in bed acting weird that's it's not like sister at all she's usually not in bed and acting normal acting pretty straightforward acting like a little girl uh so she goes up to check on her she's like papa will you please take care of honey bear our our little child who of course is is coming into play for those of you who don't remember honey bear was introduced about nine years previous she was introduced at the turn of the millennium uh as the berenstains were like we got to spice things up in the uh, in the book series here and also we wrote a book about childbirth a long time ago, things have changed. So they decided to reintroduce the concept of the birds and the bees, the concept of parents giving birth to children. And they introduced Honey Bear as a baby. She's now a she's like one and a half, like one, one and a half at this point. Uh, she's around. Uh, she's mostly an obstacle. So Mama goes to check on sister. Sister doesn't feel well. Mama takes her temperature. She has a fever. So Mama's like, all right, you're staying home from school today. Sister's pretty out of it. She's at that stage. I don't know if you remember being sick when you were a little kid or maybe when you were an adult. I don't know. It, when you're a little kid and you're sick, everything is huge and confusing. At least for me, it was. And so you get this fever and it just knocks you out. Like it's you're done. You are your day is defined by having a fever when you're an adult and you get a fever. You're like, oh, I got a fever, but I still got to do this. I got to do this and I got to do this. Sometimes I mean, I hate to be the kind of guy, the guy who says it, but sometimes you go to work because you just you've got things you need to do and if you have kids 
forget it. We'll, we'll get to that. But uh, sister is sick, and she is knocked on her back sick. She is not feeling well. She's nauseated. Her head hurts. It's good good on them for, for, for just telling sister to get back in bed. And here is where our first major major our first only conflict comes in which is the fact that papa bear papa bear does not work at an office papa bear is his own boss he owns a business he is a carpenter bear he is a furniture maker he is a furniture designer he has a lot of clients and he has to deliver furniture today it's a furniture delivery day now it's bear country it's bear town everyone knows each other he's probably delivering for squire grizzly although he only says i have to deliver an order of new chairs this morning uh He's probably delivering for Squire Grizzly, the richest bear in bear country. He's a multimillionaire. He controls the town. He owns the town. He owns the mayor. We, we know that for a fact. He also works with many unscrupulous bears. Uh, Squire Grizzly and Lady Grizzly, they are the 1% in bear country. Papa works for them. They're his biggest client, and they're constantly ordering faux antique furniture created by Papa Bear. We don't hear much about Papa Bear as an artisan, but uh, context, con, con, contextually, he is a very good creator of wooden chairs. That is, it's kind of what he's known for. But he also does, he does tables, he does beds and stuff, but chairs are kind of a big deal with Papa Bear. I don't know why bears need so many new chairs. I, if, if the three bears story is any indication, their chairs are likely to break. So maybe that's like a genetic thing with bears i don't know do they do they break chairs uh often i don't know uh so anyway papa has to deliver chairs he is his own boss he cannot take time off it's bear town he probably could have called and said look i have a sick child i need to stay and help take care of her but gotta get paid so mama is left looking after honey and sister at the same time now honey is a handful she is a one year old one and a half year old i don't know so mama has to take honey downstairs and put her in her playpen it's a good objective. Good good goal. Like, get your child put in a cage. That's the first thing you got to do. She has to wash up after breakfast. Probably something that Papa could have done. Probably something Brother Bear could have helped with. She does some laundry. Okay. Uh, she goes back upstairs to help Sister get out of bed and walk down the hall to the bathroom. So Sister's pretty sick at this point. If, if you were a child and you need someone to help you just get out of bed and go to the bathroom, uh, you're probably pretty sick. But ho-ho. I'm also looking back... Sister's sick, but she's also in the top bunk. And I'm like, from a parenting perspective, maybe be like, you have a fever, you're having trouble walking, let's move you down to the bottom bunk. Of course, then it's like, that's Brother Bear's bed. Maybe it's like a whole Velveteen Rabbit thing. We don't want him to get the scarlet fever. Don't want him to like, her to contaminate the sheets. But I don't think she's that sick. I think she's just sick sick. So uh, Honey Bear starts screaming because she's a baby and is useless. So mom has to go downstairs and give her some, like, refresh the toys. You got to rotate the toys out. A child's attention span is only so long. Uh, so mama gets some graham crackers and milk and takes them up to Sister Bear in case she gets hungry. I'm going to stop for a second again. When I was a little kid, the last thing I wanted when I was sick was a glass of milk. I don't know how you are. I don't know what your thoughts are. When you're very sick, do you want milk? Do you want just a big, thick glass of that white cow water do you want that is that like what you're looking for uh for me as a kid i wanted something fizzy i wanted something thin that would go down easy it wouldn't make me want to like bring it back up cookies and milk just that sounds like a that's a amazing thing to eat when i'm not sick but when i am sick i don't want to touch it maybe the graham crackers certainly not the tall glass of thick thick whole milk probably i don't know is it is it like lukewarm is it tepid because i mean i guess at this point they have like full they have like a full kitchen and everything they have like a real working refrigerator this is an ice box this milk wasn't just delivered either 
It's probably a bottle of milk. In any case, leave off the milk. I'd say leave off the milk, Mama. But uh, she goes down. She puts Honey Bear screaming again. Then she has to put the clothes in the... It's a busy day. Mama's getting worn out from all this work. And they have like a nice little like spread here. Just everything Mama has to do. Uh, in addition to taking care of a sick child. Now, the good thing about sick child... They don't do much. You're just laying, you're just laying there. Uh, and hopefully the child just stays in bed and you just got to look in on him every once in a while. That's your ideal sick child is a child who just leaves you out of it. Um, Anthony would like to point out that at 1,200 pounds, bears probably did break a lot of chairs, which I'm sure. But he's a carpenter bear. Papa probably takes that and keeps that in mind when he's designing chairs, right? You could think, like, if you're a, if you're designing chairs, uh, probably probably considering the fact that you you weigh about a ton um and also yes ginger ale when you're sick is a very good thing to drink um i'm now thinking of that scene in the passion of the christ when jesus invents the chair doesn't he do that he invents the chair it's a weird thing uh but it's nice to know that he and papa bear have something in common uh besides their you know obvious obvious traits um uh, yeah milk is terrible when you're sick it gets all in your throat it coats your throat and you just don't want that like you you already feel like you have milk in your throat when you're sick and that milk is called mucus and that mucus is no fun um yeah uh yeah sprite sprite and seven up for some reason seven up was the one when i was a kid that you wanted to drink not sprite for some reason it was i think seven up had like a like sort of like sick kid marketing campaign that they pushed on on um unsuspecting moms like don't give them sprite that'll make them sicker give them the seven up it's the cola um yeah so uh yeah so so mama is taking care of her kid and the worst possible thing that could happen when you're a parent taking care of a sick child happens what the child throws up no the child comes downstairs the child gets up and comes downstairs and it's like i need something to do and you're like the whole point of this is that you're staying in bed the whole point of this is that you're not bothering me i love my kids dearly but also like I don't want to, like, don't make me work extra hard. Be a good sick kid. Because uh, the mama mama has sat, and she's tired. She's taking care of two children. She sits down with a cup of tea and a copy of the Lady Bear's journal, which is funny that it's, like, it's a takeoff on the Lady's Home Journal. It's not the Lady, it's not the Bear's Home Journal. It's the Lady Bear's Journal, which could, I guess, could be about anything. It could just be... It could be the journal of just any lady bear. It could be like, I don't know, like it just you're reading a woman's diary. I don't know. But the lady bear's journal is supposed to be the lady's home. I mean, I guess. It's also a pretty thick book. Like it's not, if you if you see the illustration, it's not just a magazine. It's like a, it's like a, it's got a spine on it. Uh, so maybe this is a, like a, I don't know, like a, an annual or something. Like 400 pages of ladies' home journal action. Uh, but Sister Bear comes down. She's like, can I can I watch something on TV? And fine, you know, like fine. Mama's like, yeah, I wasn't doing anything anyway. So Sister lays down. Um, Mama goes to get something out of the freezer because she's got to make dinner now. So Sister Sister's looking pretty pleased with herself laying on the couch watching some TV. And what does is, what is Sister Bear watch? What does Sister Bear watch in 2009? Uh, why, she pops in a DVD because they haven't they haven't gone up to Blu-ray yet. It's Bear family. They're 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 not early adopters of the technology. They still got their DVD. She pops in a DVD of The Bear of the Rings. She's watching The Bear of the Rings, which Bear isn't a stand. I mean, I guess if you're going to replace any of the words with bear, it's going to be it's going to be Lord. But I mean, this is The Bear of the Rings, which now that we know that this is canonical, now that we know that the Lord of the Rings version of Lord of the Rings exists in Bear World, uh how does that like? How does that work? Like, were there were there? So in the, in the, I assume that that means there's there's elves and dwarves in bear like mythology now. Which, if there is a bear J.R.R. Tolkien, that means that that there is the concept of like Anglo-Saxon. He was a he was a philologist, so 
his whole thing was like he created Lord of the Rings as a support for like he created the lang- the elf languages first and then he created the Silmarillion and the the mythology around the elf languages and then he created Lord of the Rings as like sort of a story to carry the the mythology of the Silmarillion and the elf languages which means that there was a the bear version of Eng- there was a bear who wanted to create a fictional history of British bear mythology bear world is complicated and the history of bear world there was, so we know that there then there had to have been a bear world war ii for a bear J.R.R. tolkien to have participated like to because a lot of the work he did was while he was enlisted and a lot of the work he did was like written on like the backs of like note paper while he was like in the like it's complicated uh the bear of the rings so but this is the movie of the of the bear of the rings uh which involves a <laughs> Big fairy tale castle, which I guess isn't part of like that's not Helm's Deep. There's they don't that's not that it's not specific. It's very unspecific. But sister bears into it. She gets so into it that she builds her own catapult and knocks over Mama's plant with uh with uh, a pillow. So sister's feeling a little better, and Mama says, "If you're feeling well enough to knock over my plants, you're feeling well enough to clean them up." Which that's some good parenting. Uh, by the by the way, and uh, and Anthony asks, is their version of the Lord of the Rings directed by the their world's director of their whatever their Meet the Feebles is? And I was saying, yes, of course, there is a there is a Berenstain Bears version of Meet the Feebles out there, uh, and also bad taste, uh, which means that like gross out indie film from New Zealand, whatever the bear version of New Zealand, like that also exists uh, because. This is around the same time, and so that that has to be a thing. Bear Peter Peter Jackson, whatever his bear world equivalent is, exists, which means that probably since this is the, since the timelines have to line up a little bit, that means that he probably did a bear movie of uh, Heavenly Creatures, which means that the Anne Barry popular uh, mystery writer probably helped her best friend murder the parent back in bear history. Like bear true crime exists. Bear. This is all tied together. Like, in order for these building blocks of history to fit in and slot in appropriately, yes, Heavenly Creatures is a is a true story in in Bear World as well. Um, yeah. So uh, that's that's a thing. And don't worry about Bear Lord of the Rings being too dark for Bear World because we know for a fact that World War II exists in Bear World, which carries. A lot of implications. So, uh, so Mama, uh, Sister Bear goes back to sleep because she's still sick. Mama's playing with Honey Bear. Uh, Mama's starting to feel a little uh, achy and creaky. I do like this part. It's nearly time for Brother to come home, and Mama always likes to have milk and cookies ready for the cubs to eat before they start their homework. And I'm like, Brother can get his own milk and cookies, Mama. You don't. He is a competent bear. Uh, you don't have to go out of your way to get the milk and cookies down for Brother. He is like nine years old. He can get his own snack. But he comes home. Brother comes home. He brings homework for Sister. Sister's feeling well enough to start her homework. Uh, Mama sits down at the table. When Papa comes home, he finds Mama with her head in her hands and the kids doing their homework at the table. And he's like, you feeling all right, babe? You looking a little... You're looking a little green around the gills. He doesn't actually say that, but I like to believe he would have. Mama's not looking well. Papa's not looking well either. <laughs> Papa's not looking great, but um, that's probably just because he had to deal with Squire Grizzly at some point that day. Uh, but she's like, I don't feel good. And he's like, you just chill. Papa puts the little cubs to bed and sister's now worried because Mama's sick. And he's like, she probably caught what you got. She'll be okay in a couple of days. Don't worry about it. Brother, who hasn't really played a big part in this story, um, expresses concern for Mama. And the reason he's concerned about her is he's like, what do you do when you're a mama bear and that's your, like you can't stay home from school? She doesn't go to school. What do you do when you're sick? And Papa's like, 
you stay home from life, and that's called death. Now, she doesn't really say that, but I was thinking about that when I was prepping the story, and I'm like, I guess I guess being home from school, when you're, like, you just, you take a day off from life, and you got to be careful that's treading pretty dark grounds, um, but he's like, no, 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 mama won't, mama's, not, I'm going to give mama a day off uh, from everything. I guess papa's like, this is where he calls his clients, and he's like, I'm sorry, I can't invent any chairs today, I got to take care of everything, uh, and he gives mama the day off. He takes care of honey, he, she gets to chill, he makes her tea, brings her tea in the chair, and uh, all is well with the world. Now, I said up top that this is a book that threads a pretty fine needle through a pretty narrow hole, and it does. It it manages to make Mama not come across as some kind of 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 bear martyr for taking care of her family when she's when they're sick and taking care of two kids at home. Uh, but it also shows what a pain in the bear it is to have to take care of your kids when another kid is sick uh it also doesn't make papa look like a loser and or like he's shirking his parental duties because he's he's like i i'm sorry i wish i could stay home i have to go deliver these chairs i am a you know i am a business owner i am my own employee and if i don't deliver these chairs on time that's bad for my business i still think he could have like helped out a little bit in the early time of the day but they've got a book to write they've you know they've got a story to get going on so papa's not going to be able to do that uh on the whole i would say that this book uh does its job very well which is show children who you're reading it to that when you're sick kids it's kind of a pain for everyone involved and uh your parents put up with a lot even when you're sick and that your parents get sick too and when they get sick too they don't necessarily get to just chill out on the couch and watch lord of the rings all day they've got to uh you know they they've got they've they've still got to do their do their job it helps show that papa bear is a uh, considerate you know, parent that he's you know doing his job putting in putting in the work uh as anthony says in the comments he's stepping up he's stepping up i'd say he's probably stepping sideways because like taking care of your own kids it's like, yeah, it's, it's a given. But also, he's clearly taking the day off from building more chairs. Again, bears weigh 1,200 pounds. They probably break a lot of chairs. I assume that, like, you can only build chairs so sturdy to support the weight of bears uh, with the with the trees available, with the wood available. Because, again, like this is still our world, and the wood is no, like, sturdier or thicker. The trees are no larger. Um, uh, this is a... Uh, you know they're they they're just gonna break they're gonna break the chairs uh, and if you support them too much those chairs are gonna be way more expensive than than the uh, than most bears can probably afford which is probably why your main client is the multimillionaire who lives in a mansion at the outside of town and has the entire town under his thumb uh, but that's the Berenstain Bears Sick Days from 2009 uh, not a whole lot of like there's more. It's better than some of the ones from this era. Uh, it's better than Go Out to Eat because something actually happens in this book. Uh, something that kids can really relate to, which is getting sick. Uh, again, my kids really liked this book, and uh, I read it to them a lot. There's something kids like to read. Kids like to read about other kids getting sick. I think it's just it's that thing. I can really, I can really, re I can really like. Oh yeah, getting sick. That's a, that's something that not enough people are writing about, and we can sympathize. It stinks to get sick, uh, and does not stink to watch Lord of the Rings all day. Uh, I'm going to assume that Sister Bear had the extended versions on DVD, and she probably spent ten hours watching them. Pretty cool day for Sister Bear. Um, but otherwise, uh, the Baron's Bear Sick Days. If you want to add it to your to your shopping list, it's still in print. It's still available. It is still uh, it is still uh, it, you know, a book that you can buy. It's 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 there for 
for the, for the reading. Um, if you're not a completist, you know, maybe give it a pass. But if you have kids and they want to read about other kids getting sick, or if you just want a book that says that reassures you as a parent, it stinks when your kids get sick and it's a little more work than you kind of want on your plate. Go for it. Uh, but otherwise, uh, that's it. That is the Berenstain Bears Sick Days. I'll be back with more books next week. That's what this show is. It's a show about the Berenstain Bears. It's, I'm in the 300s now. We're, we're, we're slaloming towards the end, uh, as, as Alana pointed out to me uh, just, I think, just last night. She was like, how many, how much, like, considering how many books are remain in the series and how many books Mike still publishes each year, when do you think you'll be done? And we said it was like, wait, like three years, I think I have, of, of episodes left. It, it, considering he's still writing the books, so when I get there, there will still be more books. But he published Publishes like about ten or so a year at this point, and I do like ten or so in about a cup in about three months. I'm getting through those those books, so I am catching up. Uh, I don't think I'll ever fully be caught up because that's not the way the world works. And if I what if I caught up and then I like had to wait a year for more books to come out? What will we do then? Uh, eventually, I will be too old to move. Uh, so uh, yeah, that's that's. I mean, that's mortality. That's the way that's the way aging works. I am getting my first progressive lenses soon. So uh, that's the way mortality works. Uh, so you can find me at BerenstainBearCast.org. You can find me on Twitter at BeStainBearCast. You can write to me at BerenstainBearCast at gmail.com. Uh, I will, where, you know, I, I, if you have a question about the Berenstain Bears. Um, uh, Vanessa just wrote in the in the comments, will you, when you finish, will you write your own book? Uh, I, I, I have expressed to Mike the, the, the when he retires um you know if he wants me to if he wants me to contribute to to the world of the Berenstain Bears I'm I'm more than game and he he responded with with a with a a a a sympathetic chuckle so uh that's you know when he has said that when he retires that's it the bears are done uh he's not going to hand them off to uh to another artist or another writer this stays in the family and when the when he's done writing he's done writing and the bears will will retire along with him he also said that he wants to write a couple of boutique books that he's that he's put off you know sort of like do like his own publishing of them uh i would love to see what mike's idea of a boutique berenstain bears book is uh, uh because we know that he has a lot of ideas that get like sort of like nixed by the publisher because they just don't fit their plans uh when you are a children's book writer you do not have free reign to write whatever you want so i'm, I'm curious as to what mike wants to write and hey the offer's still out if you want a guest writer i'll contribute you want a book about brother bear doing a a, 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 a podcast with very few listeners that I can do that. It's it's a good it's a good uh, like a, serve as a good warning for children. Uh, you know, Bear, brother bear is like I like to collect space grizzlies. Maybe I'll do a space grizzlies podcast. He does it. Tries to convince his friends to listen. That's a story right there. Too tall maybe starts his own podcast and maybe like too tall gets a lot of listeners because he's better at the what what he what's the word I'm looking for like uh, marketing. He's better at marketing, and he's got a uh, he's got his own built-in audience, which is kids afraid not to listen. Um, and I guess that's really what you want. You want to uh, you want people to be scared not to listen to your podcast. For everyone listening, thank you for being too scared not to listen. Thank you for supporting me. Thank you for the curiosity you bring to the table, and thank you for everyone who's watched this stream. And I will see you all next time deep in bear country. 